Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. We're in a series right now called Frequency, um, tuning into God's voice. And this is week three. If you missed any of the previous weeks, please go get the podcast. Week one, we talked about Matthew 10, 27, where Jesus is talking and he says, I am the shepherd. He says that we're the sheep. And he says this in Matthew 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. And we're talking about hearing God's voice. And if we're sheep, then that means we're following God because he's the shepherd and that we should be hearing his voice. This is what he wants for us. And then last week, we looked at the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, where it talks about Jesus compares his word to seeds. And he says, just because seeds are sown doesn't mean that they take root and that anything good happens. And that just because we hear God's word or receive a word from God, it doesn't mean that it's going to automatically just change our lives. We have to make a decision that we're going to heed the word, that we're going to figure out what God is speaking to us, and that we're going to take that action. We have to do that. And I'm going to keep going this week. And and before we get any farther, uh, last week I said, hey, one of the resources that I really loved in preparing for this message was this book by Robert Morris called Frequency. And um, we ran out of them last week. So we have more. And they are at the table right outside here. If you asked for one last week, we've got one with your name on it. So grab that one. But if you're like, oh, I'd like one, then yes, these are for you. Uh, They're free. If you like to read, please grab one. Our mission, we want to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. And I think this would be a great resource. If you'd like to read, get it. Um, You can get the audio version. That's what I have because I listened to it at about two and a half speed. He talks kind of slow. But please grab one of those. Um, Yeah, please grab one. And please do not try to pay for them. You already paid for them. In your generosity and your giving, you already did. And so there it is. That's for you. But this week, as as we're diving in, um, don't think for a minute that You cannot hear from God. I know every time that I say that, some of you, every time I say that, you think, well, that's for somebody else. That's for them. That's not for me. See, Scripture makes it incredibly clear. As we look at at, at the Bible and we look at what the disciples did and the apostles and what they did, they really weren't special. They were not special. In fact, it says this in 1 Corinthians 1.26. It says, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. I'm just going to get up here. Imagine me just saying that. Hey, think of what you were. Think of how not wise you were. And then he goes on and he says this. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were of noble birth. And he goes on to verse 27. He says this. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. Don't think for a second. Don't think for a second. Well, that's for somebody else. This is for you. This is for you. And I know when we talk about hearing God and God speaking to us, some of you are like, well, I don't know. That, that, can't, can't that be dangerous? Yes, it can. But I also believe that the opposite is just as dangerous, is teaching people that they can't hear from God. When God's word says the opposite, that if we're sheep and we're following him, that we can hear his voice and that his, lamp, that his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I think it is just as wrong to tell people, it is, there's more danger in telling people that they cannot hear from God and that God does not want to speak to them. So that's why we're in this and that's what we are doing. So let me just ask a question. 
what are three things, the top three most important things in your life? No, when I, when I say things, I think, I think that comes off wrong. Your highest priorities in life. Think of your, your three highest priorities in life. Okay, everybody got it? Okay, shout one out to me. Family. Family. Shout, somebody else. God. Is that it? Really? I mean, somebody. Some, <laughs> friends. God, family. Anybody else got one? Shout it out. Just Bible. Football. Football. <laughs> Business. Community. Hunting. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so. Hopefully, even if you didn't shout them out, because apparently we're real quiet this morning. Lightning will not strike you if you talk in church, just so you know. Maybe your parents told you that. It doesn't work that way. But you've got those three, you've got those things in your mind, hopefully, that you're like, okay, these are the priorities. These are, these are my priorities. These are what I have that's important in my life. Now, let me ask you another question. If I was to look at, if somebody else was to, without knowing you, was to look at your calendar, what would they deduce your priorities are? If they were to look at your calendar, what if they were to look at your bank account and how you spend your money? What would they logically come to think were the most important things in your life? What if they were to look at how you spend your time, which really is the most, most valuable thing we have? Because once it's gone, it's, it's, it's over. If they were to look at how you spend your time, and really, I think that's just so important. They say this, that first we make our habits. First we form our habits, and then our habits form us. I think that so, so key to this. But if people were to look at you and to look at these areas, what would they think is important? Maybe you're thinking, what does this have to do with hearing God? Well, here's the reason why. Because if we want to hear God, then we need to value his voice. We need to value his voice. So how do we do that? What does valuing God's voice look like? The number one thing it looks like is this. We make time for what we value, don't we? We just do. You're dating somebody and all of a sudden they don't have time for you? Guess what? It is not going well. They might not have told you yet, but they've already told you because they don't have time for you. It's like, this, this isn't good. You're in a marriage, and all of a sudden, one of you, you, because of schedules, whatever it is, if you guys cannot connect and spend time together, it does not go well. You may have already said your vows, and we're going to be together forever. We love each other, but then all of a sudden, you're not spending time together. It says we don't value, and it, it doesn't go well. So here's the thing. If we want to value God's voice, and we want to tune into what God is doing, we need to value our time with him. So here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Number one, this is going to be super practical today, is set an appointment. Yeah, put it in your calendar, but set an appointment with God. Because here's the deal. We set appointments with people we don't even like. <laughs> Am I wrong? You're like, I don't even want to go to this. I don't want to go to this. But this is what I have to do. Someone's always going to be coming in the office today. This is not going to be fun. They're coming over. Why are they coming? I don't know. It just kind of happens. Set an appointment. Set an appointment to spend time with God and make this a part of your daily routine. Because we already talked about it. We say it again. First, we form our habits, then our habits form us. Make this a part of that daily routine. Because you want something to really make a difference in your life, do it daily. 
It, it will make a difference. You act like you don't believe me. Go to Sprinkles Donuts today. That's good. Go there daily. It will make a difference in your life. I guarantee it. This is the same. It will make, if you want it to make a difference and to impact your life, small things done daily, huge differences. Huge differences. And this is not something that you're going to start and immediately, and you might not instantly get this, oh, everything changed the first time I did this. But I guarantee if you make this part of your daily routine, that a year, two years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to say, my life has shifted greatly from what it was. I'm hearing God. This is what's happening. There's a shift. There's a confidence that I did not have before. This is what's happening. I changed. There's decisions that I made. Clarity has been there now because of it. I guarantee it. So make this a part of your daily routine, something that you do. God, I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to spend time with you. One of the way, one of the big benefits of this is just spending time with God, making that, uh, that daily thing is we learn to recognize his voice. When I was a, I was a kid, so before, before the whole like voice change puberty thing, people would call the house phone because we only had one phone. It was there. It was on the wall with that big long cord. And I'd go over and I'd answer it. And very often I got the, uh, the salesman like, oh, I can tell this is the woman of the house. And I'm like, no, it's not, you know, because <laughs> I, I was still little anyways. Um, so I answered the phone one particular day. And, and we were like, hey, this is how you, my dad was like, this is how you answer the phone. I'm like, you answer the phone? Hello? This is the Vanderclocks. So I do my, I'm like, okay, go. I answer the phone, and, and we would always fight over the phone. But we got it. We answered the phone. And guy on the other end says, uh, obviously recognizes that uh, I'm not my dad. And he says, can I talk to your dad? And I said, sure, hold on. So I set the phone down, and I ran over, and I, I remember so clearly my dad was in his room, so I ran on the hall. I knocked on the door. Dad was in there. I said, Dad. He goes, yeah. I go, Bernie's on the phone for you. And he goes, oh, okay. So he comes out, and he picks up the phone, and he goes, Bernie, what's going on? That's just kind of how he did it. And Bernie's on the other side of the phone. And afterwards, Dad leans over to me and after, the, after the phone, and he goes, hey, how did you know that was Bernie. And I go, I recognized his voice. And he just starts laughing. I go, what's so funny? He goes, he thought I heard from God because he's like, how did I know who he was and who had called? And did God tell him that I, he was going to call and what was going to happen? <laughs> well, I just recognized his voice because he worked with my dad. And so I, I just recognized his voice. I didn't need him to say who it was. When we make God a part of our daily routine and we are seeking after him, we learn to recognize his voice. Not, even in, not just in those moments, but we just, it becomes familiar to us where we're like, wait a second. This isn't me. This isn't my thought. This is God. And I, I think I need to make a change here or, or whatever it may be. But we learn to recognize his voice. So number one, commit to spending time with God. Make that a daily. This is what we're going to do. I love what it says in Mark chapter 1, verse 35. It says, before daybreak, each morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place. So here comes number two. Set that appointment with God. Jesus, he woke up early and went out. Maybe that's what you do. Maybe you wake up early and say, God, I'm going to give you just this first part of the day. 
Maybe, maybe it's, hey, during break time, I'm going to go to my car and I'm, I'm going to just spend some time getting away from distractions and I'm going to go here. Maybe it's your commute. We're like, this is what I'm going to do. I know somebody who's here, that's what he's done. He's got an hour commute each way back and forth to work. He says, I've taken that commute. And he says, that is my time with God. He says, I've got, a, I got some podcasts that I listen to. He says, he says, I've got worship and I can spend some time praying and just hearing from God. And he's like, I've grown so much since taking this job because he says, I spend two hours every day in my commute back and forth. He goes, but that's my time with God. And I love that he's like, I'm going to be purposeful in this. And I don't know what that might be for you. Find it. But find it. If you value God's voice, if you value him speaking to you and you want him to lead you, then get in there and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this a priority. Make it something. And I do believe that when we do things first, that there is power in that. Every example that we have of Jesus, over and over we see him. Not everyone. There's times where he does afterwards, but over and over and over we see him where he woke up early and he went out and he prayed. And the law of first fruits is that when we give God the first, he blesses the rest. I believe that it applies to our time as well. We talk about it in our finances. Why do we, Becca and I, we give. We tithe. First 10%, it goes to church. We don't think about it. It's what we do because of that law of first. Is God's, we want you to bless the rest. There was one year, we got to the end of the year and taxes and things, and I, we looked and we're like, well, we got it wrong. We were a little under. And we're like, okay, we're making it up. And here we go. We're doing, why? Because it's a law of first. We want that to be right. And we're going to be more intentional about it. And I do believe that when it comes to spending time with God, that there is something when we honor that law of first. So if I could pick any time of the day for you, I would say, take the first part of your day and say, God, I want to seek you first in this. Then the next thing is this. We set the appointment, so we have a time. Number two is have a place. Meetings without places don't seem to happen. Don't have something where it's like it's 2 o'clock and you find yourself in mire and you're like, okay, well, here I am and I'm supposed to have my time with God. Don't, don't, don't do that. Have a place that you choose, that you say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to seek God. And I love this. In Mark 6, talking about Jesus, verse 45 says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back in the boat and cross the sea. But while he sent the people home, verse 46, after telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself. Have a place where you're not going to be distracted. He went off by himself to pray. It is so easy to get distracted by just so many things. And as, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, I believe that this is why I have so many stories of hearing from God in my tree stand. Because guess what I do in my tree stand? I get up there in that tree and I sit. I think I got a picture of this year out, me up there sitting out at a tree. I just happened to get a 10 point that day. But anyways, um, I'm just sitting out there. It's gorgeous. And typically I bring a book. I buy hardcover books. Normally I listen, but when I'm going to be in my tree, I bring books. And I sit there, I put a book in front of me, and I read. And I flip a page, and I look for a deer. And then I read a page, and I look for another deer. I keep looking until there's deer. But you know what I do? Is I spend so much time just listening. I pray, and I listen. It is 
So easy to get distracted. Do what you can. Have a place. And maybe this is like, I got to get up, get this done before the kids wake up. Or, you know, honestly, the kids wake me up every morning and it's going to be at night. Have some time where you're not going to be distracted, where you can seek God. I asked a buddy of mine, I said, hey, because I was thinking about this in, in, in my, my tree stand and, and how I do, I focus. And I asked him, I said, where is it that you hear from God? And he didn't even blink. He goes, in the shower. And I go, what? He goes, in the shower. And I thought, it's the same thing. There's no distractions. You're just in the shower. I love showers. I love long showers. I thought that is a great place to do it. Like I've got my time just scheduled. I could take a hour shower. No problem. I love being in the shower. I don't know why. Um, I, I just do. I've always taken two, at least two showers every single day. Um, we'll go camping and it'll be like ice. I've, I've taken baths and melted snow glaciers. It's like, here it comes, but I have to. Like, I just have to be clean. I don't know why. But his thing, that had nothing to do with anything. You can just get rid of that. But his thing was, he's going to, he hears from God in the shower. And I do believe a lot of that is this, remove distractions. Get rid of the distractions. I was reading about a middle school in Manhattan who, they had some train tracks, some elevated train tracks that came by one part of the building. And the students and the teachers are like, it, 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 it's so distracting. It's messing with the kids. And they actually came and did a study. And they tested the kids before and after, before and after they, I don't know what all they did, but they stopped the noise and did some treatments to the tracks and the building because of the, the complaints. And what they found was, is the students on the train track side of the building, once they fixed the train tracks, their reading levels went up almost a whole grade when they got rid of the noise and the distraction of the train. Have a place where you get rid of distractions that you can say, you're just going to focus on God. Maybe it's setting a timer where you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to set this time so I don't have to think about anything else. But focus on God. Have a place that you go. And then what does it look like? Number one is, is be still and worship. Put on, put on some worship music. The Bible says this about worship. In Psalms 100 verse 4, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Want to enter into God's presence? Begin to praise him. Thanksgiving and worship, begin to praise him. And we've talked about before the power of music and how in 2 Kings, Elijah wants to hear from God. And so he says, Send for, he says, bring me a musician to play. He wants to hear from God. This is 2 Kings 3.15. He says, bring a musician out. And then while the musician is playing, the word of the Lord comes to him. Music is spiritual. And it can create an environment where we are, can easier hear from God. We see that in Scripture. So yeah, be still, put on some worship music, and then pray and read your Bible. You say, well, where do I start praying? It doesn't matter. Just pray. If you're in pain, start there. Pray for your pain. If someone's being a pain, pray for them. Pray, pray for that. If it's family, pray for your family. What's on your heart? Pray for it. Pray for it. God, he wants a relationship with us. He doesn't need you to, there's no special language, our, thou's, these, or thus, or anything else. Just talk to him. 
Say, God, this is what's going on. This is what I'm concerned about. This is what I don't understand. This is where I need you. This is what I have questions about. Just pray whatever is on your heart. And then read. Read God's word. Read God's word. I think it's, it's almost to ignore, because here's, here's the deal, to ignore God's written word and then say, God, I want a special word from you is completely backwards. Because to ignore God's, to purposely ignore God's written word is to plan to not listen to his guidance in the first place. So be in God's word. And that's one of the main ways that he speaks. I taught, you know, in in, uh, the first week that we did this, I talked about some questions that I had and I was reading in Proverbs some stuff and uh, just came to the point where I came across a verse and I've read this hundreds of times, but it was Proverbs 21, I think it was 21, 21 or 21, 24. It just answered my question. I was thinking, God, this just isn't logical and, and, and what's been going on. And, and the verse said this. It said, if the Lord directs a man's steps, how can he understand his own way? And I was like, that's exactly what I need. I'm like, that is that, okay, God, I'm, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Done. You direct my steps, I'm not going to worry about it. Be in God's word. So get a Bible and read. Now, here, any Bible, uh, I, I would recommend a, like the NIV or the NLT, um, where it's more of a thought for thought. Uh, if you're reading the message, it's a paraphrase. That's another great one. But just get in God's word and begin to understand and begin to hear his voice as you're reading his word. Uh, where, where, do, where to start? I think the New Testament is a great place to start. It's a great place to start. It's the New Covenant. It's a little bit different than the Old Testament. God says, I'm going to change things. That wasn't good enough. Jesus came. He died. Now it's new. This is what's going on. So I would, I would just recommend New Testament. Don't do, don't, don't do the, the point one, okay? God, speak to me. Open up your Bible. And you're like, okay, this, this is what you're speaking to me. Um, I've, I've, I've heard some horror stories on that where they're like, okay, and they open it up and put their finger down and it says, uh, go and, yeah, no. But get in there and say, okay, I'm going to read. Seek after God and what he has for you. It's going to help you to recognize God's voice as you're reading the word. And then this one, listen and write. Spend some time just listening. In all of our doing, don't forget to just listen. Uh, I turn on worship music, and I'll do this as I'll worship for like a song. Or if it's a really long song or a short one, I'll even set an alarm. And I'll be like, I'm just going to sit here and listen. And I'll set an alarm for five minutes so that I don't have to think about time. Because otherwise I think about time. Maybe it's just me. Without it, I'm like, has this been a long time? Has it not been a long time? What and this is just my way of turning off that internal time voice. Where I was like, I'm going to do it for this song or for as long as this is set. So I'll set, this, set a timer for five minutes. And if the five minutes is over and I'm done, then I go say, okay. Otherwise, I just restart the timer. And I just sit and I listen. But if God, you believe God is speaking to you, if it's in the scripture or any part of that, write it down. Write it down and say, this is what I believe God is saying to me. One is because, so we don't forget. Because if you're like me, 
we don't always get to remember the things we want to remember. I mean, honestly, it's like the things I don't want to remember are what I remember. It, it really is. I installed carpet with this guy in high school, and we had a ton of fun. It was, it was a great, great job. He was really funny. He was always telling jokes, always telling jokes, but they weren't good jokes. They, were, they just weren't good. And I remember every one of those jokes, every single one of them. I swear, I still remember, but the jokes that I want to remember, I'm like, oh, that's a good one. I have no idea where they go. It is just gone. So here's what I'm saying. Write it down. In the moment, you might think, I'll never forget it. You will. You will. So write it down. One is so you can remember, and two is so that you can look back. And you can look back and you can see God's faithfulness at what he said. And you look back six months later or two weeks later and you're like, oh my goodness. Now I see the impact that that had. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. Oh, that was, this, this was an answer to prayer and this is what it was and this is how it all comes together. If you feel God is telling you something, write it down. Write it down. But have these times that you set aside for God to speak to you. I've decided I need more tree stand moments in my life. For me, I sit in my garage. That's, that's my office. Our office is a garage. It's exactly what it sounds like. I have a desk in our garage. That's my office. And, and I'll just say, okay, you know what? I the nice thing is, is it's quiet. It doesn't have to be someplace special. If I know other people who are like, this is my prayer chair. And they've got their chair, and they've got their room, and they've got their view. That's great. My view is a brick wall. It doesn't have to. Maybe it's your car. But set aside, have a place that you go, a daily time that you go, and you say, schedule it. This is what it's going to be. I'm going to seek after God. And here's what's going to happen. There's going to be change. You're going to see a shift. It won't be instant. But here's what God's Word said. We've heard it. In songs, we've heard it in prayers and things that we've even said today. But if we seek, we find. If we knock, the door will be opened. So seek after God. Go after him and set those times up for that to happen. As I was thinking back on it, I'm like, God, and the times that God has spoken to me. And when I say spoke to me, I've said he spoke to me in his word where just a verse just jumped out and just answered the question that I'd been asking. Um, other times that he spoke to me, and I don't like to use the word that God spoke to me. I don't, I don't really like to say that a lot. I, I, I just don't. I know he does, but I don't like to. Now, really, um, if you look at what it means when somebody misuses that, where they say some, God spoke to them and they really didn't. Uh, when the Bible says in the Ten Commandments, do not take the Lord's name in vain, it's not talking about saying, you know, it's, it's not talking about what most of us think. It's referring to somebody using God's name for their own purpose, saying God told me, blah, 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 and it's not, it's not true. It's not God that told them. He says, that's taking the Lord's name in vain. It's using that to manipulate people because here's what you do when you say that. When, when you say, God told me, immediately you elevate whatever you say next to the point that nobody else can argue with it because God told you. And it might not make perfect sense, but if God told you, I mean, look at over and over in the Bible, what do we see? Jesus tells his disciples, go fishing and you'll find the money you need in the fish's mouth. 
God told me. It doesn't always make sense. But the experiences that I have had with it is this. I've never had an audible outside of body, like the voice is, like, is he over here voice. But I have had, uh, I'm asking a question, and I just describe it like this, where it just comes up inside me. I'm like, I don't think this is my own idea. I have a whole, in, in notes in my phone, I've got a whole thing, and it's titled this, Good Idea or God Idea? Where I want to write it down. And I'm like, I don't know, if, is this a good idea or a God idea? And I write it down so I can look at it later. I want to write this down. But as I was thinking about how, and that's honestly the most common for me. The most common for me is it's this, this isn't my idea. I don't think this is me. One of, my, one, one of our kids came up to me in the, in the last couple of weeks, and she goes, Dad. I go, yeah. Don't say anything to her, by the way, because I already said her, so it's one of them, but don't say anything. I know it's hard for you. I grew up as a pastor's kid, and I knew every time he talked to me, because somebody came out and, your dad talked about you today, don't do it. But this is what she said. She came up to me, and she goes, Dad, I think God wants me to give away um, my $100 bill, which is a really big deal to her. Uh, she'd been saving up for it, and we had to go to the bank, and, and she wanted to exchange it and go in and stuff, and she'd been working for it because she's, she's got this $100 bill. And she goes, um, how do I know if that's God? And I looked at her, and I said, okay, well, let me ask you a question. Do you think the devil wants you to give it away? Because she, she, she said, uh, I think God wants me to give it to church. I said, well, do you think the devil wants you to give it away to church? And she's like, No. I said, I think that's a safe bet too. And then I said, do you think this is your idea? And she's like, no. I said, then who do you think it is? She goes, I think it's God. Now, I don't know if she's going to or not. But I think that God spoke to my daughter and put something in her heart to do. I believe that's the number one way that he speaks to us if not through his word, is that he put something in our heart. And we're like, well, is this him or is it not? And that we need to have those times where we are seeking after and listening to him to speak. Because I can think of one time in my life that I heard from God that I was not actively listening. I think I've told this story one other time, but it was when Beck and I were dating I think we've been dating like three weeks. The first two weeks were great. We decided, we, yeah, anyways, the story is, is uh, two weeks after we met, I asked her dad if I could marry her. Like, I was like, this is it. Like, you are, you are it. You're in like, before she comes to her senses, I'm going to seal the deal. Like, <laughs> she is amazing and so far out of my league, like, we're, we're getting this done. And uh, I think it was about three weeks, so we'd already been talking about marriage. I'd already asked her dad if I could marry her. To which he was like, what? Anyway, it's too long of a story. And uh, we were sitting in my dining room, and we were arguing about something. And I would say there's about a week phase where after we had really talked about getting married, and like, this is, this is super, super serious, where both of us kind of decided to like make sure that the other person knew that we could be nasty. <laughs> Well, we'll just put it that way. And we're sitting there having this disagreement, and I think to myself, I do not want to do this for the rest of my life. 
Like those thoughts go through my mind. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like this, is, like this is not good. And this is the only time that God, I believe that God ever spoke to me, like I said, without me actively listening. But what God put in my heart was this. He said, if you will, this is what he said. He said, if you'll treat her like she deserves to be treated, like I want her treated, she'll treat you better than you deserve to be treated. And I was just sitting there, I was like, okay, so it's all on me. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say it's incredibly true. It is all on me. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) That is the only time. And so we had a conversation after that. We're like, hey, this is how we need to be. And, and things shifted from there. And we did. We got married. There's been one time, every other time, it's been me actively listening. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And so I have made it a habit. Um, I'll get a phone call. Hey, you need to call so-and-so back. And so I'll stop and I'll say, all right, God, before I call Chris, Mike, Joe, sir, whoever it is, God, is there something that you want to speak to me? Speak through me. Is there, is there something that I need to know that I don't know? Because, God, I want to hear your voice. If we value God's voice, make time for God. If you're about to make a big decision, slow down, stop. Maybe this decision just came up and you haven't had time to think about it since your last prayer time, since you had this time. Slow down, stop, and just say, hold on a second. God, I need your wisdom in this situation. I need your wisdom in this. God, this is something big. Sometimes we, we know. It says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. Here's what we do not need to do. We do not need to run through life afraid that, I, that we're going to miss it. I, I didn't get this. I, I don't know exactly. Did I pray? I, I don't know. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind to make decisions and to use the wisdom that's in his word for that. But let's have those moments in our lives where we say, God, I want this, and make it a part of that daily routine. If we want something to make a difference in our life, we do it daily. And here's what will happen. There will be a change in our life. So set the time. Have a place, a place without distraction. Get in there, be still, and worship. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Read and pray. Learn what his voice sounds like. He's going to speak through his word. Pray whatever is on your heart. And then listen and write. Listen. Just actively listen. Say, God, I, I want to hear your voice. Write down what you think he's saying. And then we'll talk about next week about what we do with that and how we can have the surety that it isn't just our own ideas or our thoughts and what we can do and how we can step through that. But if we're following God, Jesus says this. He says, if if, if you're following, then you're a sheep. And if you're a sheep, you hear my voice. He wants to lead and he wants to guide. He wants a relationship with us. So as we're about to close, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Before we leave here today, I want to make sure that every single one of you, we know right where we stand with God, that our sins are forgiven and that we're on our way to heaven. We don't have to guess. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to one day find out hope just when we die. We'll just see. Jesus came and he paid the price that we couldn't pay. He died on the cross so that we could be free. 
But that freedom is for us now. Jesus came so we could have life and life to the fullest. If you want to begin to live that now, then it starts with making Jesus the Lord of your life. Saying, God, I've made mistakes, but I want you to make me new and I want to be yours. And we can pray. When we say amen, you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you stand with God. You can leave here knowing exactly where you stand with God. You're forgiven, you're set free, and begin to walk the plan and the purpose that he has for you. So if that's you, or maybe you're here and you say, you know what? There's a time I wasn't living for God, but today I'm going to come back. I'm going to declare I'm his. I'd love to pray with you. So in just a moment, if that's you, with every head bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand, and then you're going to put it right back down and right in your seat. All together, we're going to pray. And when we say amen, you can know exactly where you stand with God and begin to follow after him and to walk in that peace. If that's you, then get ready. One, two, three. Shoot it up high. Say, that's me. I want to make that decision for the first time or I'm coming back. Thank you. And, but today is my day. I'm not going to leave here wondering. I'm going to know. I want to walk in his peace. Lift it up high. Anybody else? Awesome. All right, let's put those hands down. Now, everybody in here, would you just pray this prayer with me? Let's pray this out loud. And you that lifted your hands, as you say this prayer, make these words your own. And let's pray this together. Say, dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me, to pay what I couldn't pay so I could be free, to shed his blood for me. Forgive me, God, and make me yours. From now on, I'm yours. I will serve you with all that I am. Thank you for my new life in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.